Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Bigly Piggly Wiggly on Spring Street has served three generations of shoppers since 1955 as the largest locally owned independent grocery store in the area. The Joseph family owners grew up here, so you know they're invested in the community. They provide the biggest variety of choice meats, the freshest produce, an in-house deli bakery, great wine selection, and more of your favorite brands. Every purchase gives you gasoline points so you can save at our pumps. Order online for pickup at BiglyPigglyWiggly.com. Bigly Piggly Wiggly on Spring Street. No one beats the pig. The opinions expressed on Scoop Squad Truth Pod are those of the hosts and the guests and not those of WVRC Media. Scoop Squad Truth Pod is copyright 2023 Scoop Squad Truth Squad LLC. I'm Ashley Switzer and I'm your host for the Scoop Squad Truth Pod somewhere in the 80s episode and we're a podcast coming to you. In this 82? Uh, I lost track but you might be right. I feel like there's been several months gone by since last week <laughs> lots of things have happened in lots a week right um but we are a podcast located in charleston west virginia and we give you guys out there in charleston and canal county and surrounding counties and all over west virginia just information as we get it as it comes in we bring it to you so that you guys out there can make you know when when it's time to go to the polls you can make more educated decisions right, right. On, on, and, on, and we, we like to let people tell their story yeah, rather than interpret it or interview, tape it, edit it together. You know, right. We'd rather just have them come in and let them tell the story. Let them talk. Right. And we've got um, two guests to come in and talk. Sometimes I think I talk too much. Um, but you know what was interesting? That's what the mayor <laughs> says. Yes. They don't like it when I talk. That's true. Um, last week we had uh, Tristan Levitt on. And I feel right. like we had there was a lot that unfolded between last week and this week, and we can kind of give you an update maybe right. at the end of the podcast because um, we want to get right in to our guest this evening, and I'm going to let you before we uh, bring on uh, gosh Sunset Berry Farms because they're coming on in the, maybe the second and third. Right, and they have a, a little beef with uh, <laughs> no fun intended there. <laughs> it's actually a berry farm. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't, they don't do beef, so it's not a ranch. No. Okay. But they do have issues with the food bank, Mountaineer Food Bank. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk to them a little bit about their issues with Mountaineer Food Bank. Um, they're not the first but either. They're, they're not. We've got a lot of people. Oh, I'm, I'm Ron, by the way. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to let you introduce our guests. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell people who we have on this week and what um, we're talking about. Well, okay. Is that okay? Yeah. If you're ready. I'm ready. Why, Let's why do don't it. I mention a few quick um, sponsors. Okay. I w- want to thank Bigly Piggly Wiggly. 
Always. Over on Spring Street. It used, the store used to be on Bigley. That's where it gets the name. Um, but uh, great locally owned family stores. Yep. Been around since 1955. Jeff Joseph. Uh, also, uh, Chris Walters at Integrity Insurance, offering auto, home, life, business, workers' compensation insurance, workers' comp insurance, mm-hmm. and uh, pet insurance. Health insurance for your dog and cat. They're at 16 Capitol Street, 346-9181, IIGWV.com. Also, eggplant on Bridge Road. Anything but ordinary, go to eggplantshop.com. Everybody better get up there and get your Christmas gift. She's got uh, some great can, You can find one for just about any demographic yeah. there. Uh, of course, T Graphics on the west side, uh, 312 Buchanan Street, tgraphics.com, 345-4816. And uh, they've been doing screen printing and embroidery since 1984. And also, my good friend that I've known all of his life, because he's quite a bit younger than I am, mm-hmm. uh, known his family forever, uh, Jody's Mobile Services, uh, steam cleaning, pressure washing, fleet washing, and auto detailing. Uh, they come to you. And he does a lot of large jobs, large like fleets and tractor trailer washing, but also building um, mm-hmm. I've seen these type of businesses do um, like the sides of restaurants and, yeah. and so forth that, uh, you know, in this valley, they used to get dirtier a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, but he's at 304-437-3164, and that's uh, Jody's Mobile Services. Rusty, do you have a building downtown that needs cleaned? Yes. Yes, okay. I do, as a matter of fact. I I was just, you know, you it's like power washing, but on steroids. Yeah. Everybody could get all spiffied up for the new year. Right. Hey, speaking of Rusty. So we have Rusty Webb with us, who uh, has been part of the, uh, trying to be, has been part of the opioid solution uh, system, I guess, going back 20, 25 years. Um, You've been, uh, I know you've been involved. Well, I've been an attorney. We, uh, I got involved in it in 216. Okay. uh, When, you know, when the litigation started. So six years ago. So you, uh, you also were in the legislature. I was in the legislature. In the, right? uh, is it, this would be, uh, I told somebody, uh, I saw Chris Pritt the other day, and this will be his last uh, session. I said, my last session was 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Mine right. was in 04. His is in twenty twenty. Because I worked for Willard and Associates. Remember them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you used to be a frequent caller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. I'll tell you when we get a break. Okay. <laughs> well, I was a frequent caller. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> but, but Rusty is, has, has been a, a you know a, an attorney for what 30? 30, 37 years now. Mm, I okay, I think I used to do your yellow pages. So that yeah. you know the fact that there were yellow pages when we yeah. Met. What are yellow pages? <laughs> yeah, but back in the day, you lived or died by them. Well, why why are you here? Well, I what just you, what are you doing well, here? I you. You've been begging me to come on for one thing. I uh, have been asking on, you to on, come on. On one topic right. or another, and yeah. I bailed on you that one time. But yeah. uh, no, we, I was, we feel insecure about the whole opioid um, yeah. uh, solution program, you know, with the, uh, uh, the West Virginia First Foundation. We just felt like we didn't have enough information. Mm-hmm. Even looking at all the news stories, it, it seems like we always knew there was something else to it about how this was supposed to be set up and how it's supposed to run. Well, and now and, I feel like that. I feel like that the West Virginia First Foundation was set up to be non-political, right? To keep it out of the yes, hands of the yes. politicians. And now um, Patrick Morsey is actually being accused of, accused of of just that, even though he's created this foundation yes. uh, to distribute the money. 
he's still being accused of having too much wasn't what that one influence. of his one Is of the right? attorney general criticisms that you know they they had too much power when it came to uh, money that was you know in in settlement cases you know with with large businesses. Well, it's it's complicated. And it's simple at the same time. Okay. So, so let me walk you through it. Okay. And I gave we you, tend to overcomplicate. I, I, I gave you, uh, you know, something that, you know, we ought to have. Not that I want to invite myself back on, but we ought to have like session one and session two right. because this is sort of the introductory session, okay. and and you know we have a, you have another guest coming on, and then you haven't had a chance to read these documents. Right. These documents are not hard to get, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you, you have know, them. yeah, it's like when we're working men and women, right, family, right, like right. nobody's going to go out and, you know right, what I mean? Right. Well, I know, I know for a fact that the auditor, uh, I had a meeting with J.B. McCuskey this mm-hmm. week and he's going to, he's going to not only put this on uh, the auditor's website, but he's also going to uh, try to help the cities and counties navigate through this okay. because that's part of his process you know is 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 auditing but he's not going to have any direct control over this okay but he wants to be helpful and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, he, he wants to be transparent and get the information out there yes maybe we ought to yes. uh, explain that that part of the settlement monies uh, through the lawsuits are, are going to the West Virginia First Foundation but other parts are going directly to cities and counties right, is that right right that's right so Go ahead. The, and the round out. the round math is this, and by the way, during for the entire six years that we're litigating these cases, we're developing this document and we're developing the uses uh, for the money because all this money came with strings attached, mm-hmm. every bit of it. It does. So it has yeah. to go, and and there was a perfectly legitimate reason for that. Mm-hmm. Both the the defendants didn't want to pay for asphalt. And mm-hmm. and the attorney general didn't want to pay for asphalt. Mm-hmm. He wants it to go to where it can be most in, impacted. Mm-hmm. And this is his brainchild. And this and other states patterned to the extent that they could pattern themselves after this because the brilliance of this is that it's a public private trust so that when this one billion dollars runs out, mm-hmm. you can you can circulate monies from other grants in and out forever in perpetuity Mm -hmm. so he wanted that ability and to do that he needed to make it a public private trust now what i'm getting ready to say are my words not his Mm -hmm. but you know what happens when you put it through the political process okay right it's it's bad nothing good is going to come of it and i had two prominent i'm not going to mention any names two prominent leaders in the legislature say you know why why and they're friends of mine. Why didn't this go through the political? I said because we did. Nobody wanted it to go through the political process because it's a political process that we're trying to avoid so that so that you can get money. And eight, now I'm back to the AG, so you can get money directly to where it's needed. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't set this up, where would the money have gone? It would have ultimately. Uh, if the, leg- if the legislature had passed, had done the right thing, it would have gone to DHHR, and that's a great segue, Ron, because. I've talked to a number of people in finance, and and they t- that ultimately forty percent is, is shaved off for o- operating expenses through DHHR. Through DHHR, so there's forty. I don't think anybody would have thought that was a good idea. So, really. Right. So and then DHHR, and again, nothing personal. They, yeah. they the, the DHHR got broken up. I think that's a great idea. I've been dealing with them for years mm-hmm. through CPS. And I think by the end support. of the year, it'll be official. 
But the point is, is that they, the DHHR has this tendency to go out, hire experts to tell them how to spend the money, and they're supposed to already know how to spend the money, and then, and then tell them when to spend the money and why to spend the money. And by, by the time it gets to, to, the, to, the people. to the people, there's nothing left. Right. So this was a brilliant idea on the attorney general's part, and he deserves – somebody said, should he make uh, – another politician, whose name I won't mention, said, should he – uh, should he make this a political? Yes, he should. He sh- he certainly should because it's it's something that is unique to us. Uh, nobody nobody I know or in these states did this thing. Mm-hmm. And I can I could talk about uh, the other criticism was the per capita mm-hmm. per capita. Think about this. We have one point seven closer to one point seven and one point eight million people. We have a billion dollars. I do the math. You, if you could gather up all the other states and the accumulation of monies and compare it to their population, they're not even close to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're not close to West Virginia is because the attorney general chose not to accept ACCEPT. I always say that because they both sound the same. Right. Uh, not to accept the distributor's proposal of $26 billion to the entire United States. Now you're is thinking, that why he wasn't in on the class action suit? Because that's that. that yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, we'll call it a class action. It wasn't a class Whatever. action, but we'll call it that for for the sake of simplicity. That's why he didn't agree to the twenty six billion dollars mm-hmm. because the because the formula they used for distribution was created by attorneys generals. I can tell you who they are: Pennsylvania, Texas. Tennessee and North Carolina; those were the head; those were the leaders, mm-hmm. not Republican Democrat. Mm-hmm. They were large states, and what do large states want? They want to screw small states, mm-hmm. and so they came up with this in a Denver meeting. It's called the Denver Formula. Okay, if you want to go, I think it's on Google, but it's population based. Okay, so if you do your math, if you have your calculator right now, and I. I Today, we have 333 million, roughly, people in this country. We have 1.7. I did 1.7 against 300. Mm-hmm. That comes out to 0. .005. That would have been that, the percentage we would have gotten. We would have gotten one-half of 1%, and in real dollars, that's like $10 million. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the attorney general opted out because he represents – the West state Virginia. that's most impacted of any other state. And so as a result, we received $405 million. Okay? So nobody can say that we got less than anybody else because we opted out of every deal there was. Mm-hmm. He's ready to try the cases, and either before, during, or after trial, they settled with him because he's ready to, to go you know, to take it to the end. Some it seems like say, I've heard some criticism that, that he could have gotten Yeah, more. that it's not and, enough. And what would have been that process? I don't know how. <laughs> I, that's what I, I mean, was trying I mean, to figure out. Okay, so so let's say, let's say that California got $2 billion. Well, look at the size of California. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when you do it proportion, proportionate to your population, no one got as much billion dollars in West Virginia? Right. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Okay. But look at the per capita impact, you know, that yes. it's had on our state versus and, and, and the and other states. And if you subtract children from this population, mm-hmm. right. the, 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 the per capita, even the amount goes even higher. 
because we're really talking, I mean, you know, there's some teenagers obviously that have addiction, but right. we're really talking about adults in West Virginia. So that number mm-hmm. is far less than 1.7 mm-hmm. million. So, so all those criticisms are unfounded. I understand it in a political climate. I get it. Um, you know, people are going to, but th- they're very ignorant statements because they're not based. They're just they're just throwing things out there. Well, There's no statistics. He's the front runner, so he's going to be attacked. You know what I mean? They're going to come. Of they're all going to come gang up on him and come right. after him but because I, you know I've tried to do as much research on on the subjects as I could, and there just wasn't that kind of information to find. Now that's why I was glad you could come. Yeah. and you know because I've seen some art, news articles, but none of them were more than. Four or five paragraphs. And I mean, what about describing the, how this went? What about the issue of transparency? You know, that first meeting that nobody knew about, and and the clo- the executive session, and you know, people being nervous about well, how. Let, this me ju- is- let me just say this. Someone asked me that. Matter of fact, uh, you and Claudette were talking about right. that uh, when it prompted me to call you to do this, mm-hmm. and, and they were like secret meeting. Let me ask you. Let me just say this. The governor has uh, the 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 regions appointed six. Their regions. You mm-hmm. have the regional yes, map there. Yes, I do. Through some process, they were able to take like ten counties and come up with one appointee. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's huge. The governor appoints five. The attorney general appoints the executive director. Mm-hmm. And remember, he has not appointed directly. He's asked for a national service right. to go out and find the best. Right. So that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's wrong. I mean, he could have said, oh, "Here's my buddy here that I right. want to be." Right. He didn't. He said. I'm going to have a national service make a recommendation about who the executive director should be. How much more transparent can you be than that? But the second thing is, you put 11 individuals in a room, mm-hmm. and and you tell them for the first time, organize yourself and start. Of course they want to be in private the first meeting, because... How do you get organized if you've got these cameras and microphones and you're, hey, what's your name and where are you from? You know what I mean? I I, I, I can defend that easily mm-hmm. uh, for organizational purposes. Anybody that's ever been a part of a club, the first meeting, you don't want the cameras all all over you. You want to be able to talk frankly with your with your people, but get you, acquainted with them. You've got a lot of people who are – I read a lot of left-wing press and a lot mm-hmm. of right-wing press, <laughs> a lot of middle – in the middle press, you know, and, and both sides were kind of saying, well, what, are, what do they have to hide, uh, especially nothing, on the left-wing side? I, I don't think there's anything to hide, I think – and I wasn't there. I, I, just, I just imagine 11 people – who may or may not know each other. We're all, right. we're a small state. Somebody, everybody knows somebody. But just trying to organize your first meeting, and you've got. Yeah, I, I I have no problem with, it. and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should have any problem if they've ever been in a group that's been thrown together through right. a through an appointment process and say, hey, let's let's organize ourselves before we start making decisions. And and of course, no decisions were made. In that first meeting, I don't know when decisions mm-hmm. will be made, but I, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't see the problem. I think it's a, Do you think there could I think it's a, a straw man argument. Mm-hmm. I think you push, you create this illusion that it's supposed to be, and uh, you know it. I, I, what do, you, do you think there could have been a pool reporter, so at least there was one one reporter, one person from the outside, just. Kind of, I mean, I, I'm not here to defend the process. Right, right. I, I, I mean, it's a no, small, I'm just, I'm, it's I'm a small part devils, of the overall. I'm playing thing. devil's advocate. No, no I, I, I believe that you know somebody has to hand the pens out, and the papers, and and 
This these are the this is the MOU if you haven't seen it. These yeah. are these are the things. These are the things that we need to do and it probably the attorney general's trying to orient. It's an orientation. Do you if you go to an orientation, do you want cameras, you know, and speak and microphones? I, I don't think so. I, it's an orientation meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think they needed that space to to just I get it. orient themselves I get it. to what they're there for. Right. So, so the yeah, other I, but they couldn't make any policy decisions. Of course no. not. Okay. Of course not. Right. Uh, the and other, the only policy decision you can make in in executive session is our personnel decisions right. anyway. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Okay. Uh, you're 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 wound up. I am. Well, you know. <laughs> He said you were going to be wound up. You got me wound up. Everybody's wound That's up. what she does. You wound me she's, up before I got a, in. She's the infectious. She so, comes in wound up. And by the way, Rick and Jeff used to live over top of me at Marshall, and they had some of the best speakers you could buy in the '80s. So just oh, throwing awesome. that out for. Mm. All right. So what's the what was the other what was the other um, criticism that I was going I was going to the attorneys up? fees. Okay. The attorney's fees. Okay. So let's, 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 let's hit it head that. on. Let's, let's hit it, it head on. So, What else do we need to know in session one here? Oh, I don't know. I I don't, mean, I, I think, should we I get think, back together after they have their initial meeting? Is that, should, should we kind of plan that off, off uh, the cuff? I think what you I think what we should do is have an orientation session, yeah. which is what we're doing. Right. Yeah. And you read you read the documents. Yeah. They're easily to read, and then you come back and we I come back and you say what about this? What about that? Right. I mean, do we, we do that until after they have their what? first. When is their first meeting? That's up to you. I'm not following uh-huh. because my job is is done. Okay, yeah. my job is done. I, you know, I have to trust the process, and mm-hmm. I do trust the process because I. I believe the attorney general has nothing but sincere motives in making this as non-political as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that. I, think, there, and, yeah. I think there's just a general distrust you know, in West Virginia uh, towards politicians and the political process. And you know, the other criticism, I think I just remembered it, was that um, he was a – pharmaceutical lobby was it lobbyist or an a representative or made he, he came out with a sweetheart deal he, he um didn't he settled he 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 just i can tell you i worked alongside of him for uh-huh. six years yeah. i didn't know him didn't know him mm-hmm. uh you know these type of things uh, he appointed me as the attorney for the state of west virginia mm-hmm. um I'll tell you, my personal experience with the attorney general is he says what he thinks, and he thinks what he says. Uh-huh. He absolutely has no filters. Uh-huh. I mean, good, bad, or ugly, right. he will no, tell you good. what he thinks. Uh-huh. And there were many times he would tell me during this process that he thought the attorney's fees were too high. <laughs> He's talking to his own lawyer here. Wow. And I said, I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. And you ran on it. Uh-huh. But the practical effect of that was – Prior attorneys general would pay contingency fees, those are percentages, mm-hmm. of 30 to 40 percent. Mm-hmm. The effective rate that he paid his attorneys was 7.5 percent, and that's gotten lost. That's right. really that, gotten that lost. That has not come up in any it of the not. press articles right. I've read. That's, and I think that's I've read the all effective of rate that he paid because he, when he came in, if you'll recall, one of his, one of his platform issues was – what he called pay to play. Mm-hmm. You you donate to the AG. You you know you get you get the appointment. You donate. You get the appointment. He stopped that. And so what he did was he did this. What I you you've seen the you're uh, talking about McGraw. 
I'm not referring to anyone okay. in particular. Just I'm just done. saying prior prior to the AGs paid. You know the percentage you get in normally, which is thirty to forty percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. uh, he does what I call the, like you heard of the diminishing premium on insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He does that. If you look at his uh, and, and those you know who are listening, you go and look at outside counsel. And you can Google it, West Virginia Attorney General Outside Counsel Policy. You can see that you get 15% of the first uh, X amount of million, 10, 5, and then X amount between that and and, and another amount, and uh-huh. it's capped. Uh-huh. So when you come in, you come in with your eyes wide open that you're not going to you know get – you're, you're not make. getting that 30 40% that, that used to be doled out. Uh-huh. You're getting you're – getting, and it, if you do the effective rate – it's seven point five percent. So, and he still complained about that, by the way. So, hmm. uh, that's sort of a joke. But yeah, he complained about. Well, he he complained there, uh, of the total fifteen percent of the total were was, and this is in a court order uh, by the the panel that was appointed by the West Virginia Supreme Court, the uh, multi litigation panel. Fifteen uh, percent of the total mm-hmm. uh, went to attorneys' fees. But of his fees, mm-hmm. for his cases, it was 7.5 was the effective rate. So nobody got that 30, 40, 25 percent. Everybody got a, hair, a, sh, a haircut, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. you would say. So, and you're talking about six years of litigation, and you're talking say, about you're talking about man hours, person hours. I'm politically yeah. correct. Hundreds of thousands of hours. Mm-hmm. So you can't go out and pay. Somebody two hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a club where you know or you don't know. You can't. It's not on the job training, right? You can't mm-hmm. come in and learn it. You have to already know it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know millions of dollars was spent on this. So six years. So you know when you look at that. It, it's the state of West Virginia got a really, a good really good deal. That's a fair price. Really good deal. Yeah. So. I would agree with that. So Six years t- of your life. Yeah. Oof. Tell me again the ratio of, of what this uh, this panel is getting compared to each individual. City. So the counties, like the counties received pots. 20, I think I'm correct in this, it's in the MOU, 24.5% the counties and cities received proportionate to their population. Well, it wasn't all. It's not population. There were other metrics involved. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a, a, a number of appeals. See, we didn't use the Denver formula. Right. We used a more equitable formula that was number of appeals, uh, the potency of the appeals, death, distributed and, and some in that, population, in area, some population. population. So okay. what you, if you, I didn't bring the, I didn't bring the exhibits that have the percentages, but they all add up to a hundred. But you will find that there are some counties. With smaller populations, they get more money. They get more money because of the impact. impact. Yeah, uh-huh. could you could you email that to us and we? Yes, could, we absolutely. Could share it? I can. The only the only uh, the caveat for that is there was an opportunity in here to dispute between counties and cities, and this was always between um, uh, the county seat and the county, and so they had this dispute process. So some of those figures didn't stay where they were. Some of them went 50-50. Okay. So a lot of the counties and cities, like theoretically the cities got more money than the counties in in some cases, in the urban cases, and then uh, a county would dispute. So sometimes it went to 50-50, 
And these schedules that I have don't account for that is what I'm saying. But you can see an anomaly. Like, like take, um, I don't know, take McDowell County. Mm-hmm. McDowell County probably got more than some of your larger populated right. counties because of the impact. And then Welch got. Yeah, and like Welch would get probably something disproportionate than than a non-impacted but larger county seat or something. So, you know I what mean, I mean? So, so it was impact. It so was what impact. would Welch, I mean, when they get this money, what what are they going to do with it? I mean, what do, what do county what is okay. a county like Welch? Okay, so so the first thing, the first the first caveat that we one of the exceptions we made in this is the one of the huge bills that counties uh, were receipt having were having to pay mm-hmm. through this period and before this period were uh, regional jail fees. Yes, and it was killing them. Yeah, it was ki- Webster County was one I remember uh, explicitly. Small county, mm-hmm. huge oh. regional jail mm-hmm. bill and small tax base. Yeah, and so you could track not not directly but. In close proximity, the number of appeals and the number and the of bill. jail fees. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, it was a delay, right? Because yeah. pills came in first, then the crime, uh-huh. then the jail bills. So what we explicitly put in this MOU, it's called the Memorandum of Understanding, West Virginia First, was we're allowing, it allows, we all agree to this, uh, that the they can use up to 50% to reimburse themselves for opioid-related expenses, mm-hmm. and for the counties, that probably means uh, regional jail fees. Okay. In other words, they're so behind, behind yeah. that we're going to let them try to catch, catch up with up. 50%. Okay? So that's the first How one. does that help the county? It gets them out of debt so they can use their current uh, current income to, to do infrastructure okay. because they're so far Are they the paying debt. interest on that debt? I don't think they pay interest. Um, maybe they do. I don't know the dynamics between... It affects their credit rating. I don't know that either. I mean, I, I can only stay in my wheelhouse okay. here, but but I know that I know that they're deeply in debt as it relates. And so that's going to the state, mm-hmm. all right? So that's going to the state. What are they going to do with it? Right. I don't know. That's another decision the state has to make mm-hmm. with this influx of money coming from the counties. The the second and then beyond that, uh, it's it they they receive 24.5%, the trust received 72.5%, and there was about 3% kind of set aside for clawbacks and administration, mm-hmm. administrative things, you right. know. So it was a small percentage, and I, you know, so, uh, and then there's a 32 page, uh, not 32 page, however many pages are in there of uses for the opioid money. Okay. Okay. Is that in the memorandum? It, it's attached. It's oh, okay. it's an exhibit attached, okay. but you have it separate. Okay? okay. So let me tell you how that came about. Mm-hmm. As soon as COVID hit, hey, can we take a break? Yes, Super fast. absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. A break just means one second, and now we're ready to go. Oh, we, just, <laughs> we just have to pause. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get you it. Know, we hit the pause oh, button. Oh, we're not live. Okay. Yeah, Ryan, can you count us down? You don't have to hear all can this. Can I go to the okay. Yes, please. You no, can no. call. Yeah, call the Gilkerson's. That'd be great. We're going to keep going with Rusty. You can just let me know when they're on the line. The Scoop Squad Truth Pod would like to thank our sponsors. Those include Chris Walters at Integrity Insurance, featuring auto, home, life, business, workers' compensation, and pet insurance. Pet insurance, you say, that's health insurance for your dogs or cats that cover special foods, illnesses, surgeries, and medication. They're on 16 Capitol Street in Charleston at 346-9181 or reach them at 
www.iigwv.com. Also by Jody's Mobile Services, offering steam cleaning, pressure washing, fleet washing, and auto detailing. We come to you. They're at 304-437-3164. And also by Eggplant on Bridge Road. Anything but ordinary. Go to eggplantshop.com. Also by T-Graphics on the west side, 312 Buchanan Street, 345-4816. Go to tgraphics.com for screen printing and embroidery since 1984. Again at 345-4816. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Pod, and we're on with Rusty Webb. And Rusty, I don't think that many um, people in West Virginia would know that you were the attorney working on the opioid settlement cases. I mean, yes, uh, probably yes. the average going of, going back to 2016. Yeah, I mean, the average uh, citizen we, we started probably filing that. in 2017. I represent the state of West Virginia mm-hmm. and 45 cities and counties around the mostly large urban areas, including Charleston. Were, weren't and you Huntington. a consultant before that? Uh, no, about opioids or uh, no. But I'll uh, tell you what I did cases. do. I'll tell you what I did do, Ron. Just just to take a short uh, turn Detroit. here. Yeah, sure. um, I wanted to be. I didn't want to be just one of those lawyers who got the money. I wanted to understand it. So I flew to um, Palm Springs, <laughs> I know, sad for me, Palm Springs, California in the um, uh, December of 2016 and met with the professional development coordinator, uh, one of the most renowned, and I can't think of his name, he has a one of those shortened names, uh, to learn uh, for the Betty Ford, found, for mm-hmm. Betty Ford Foundation. Mm-hmm. He, he He's basically the person, and when I come back, I'll have his name, um, who uh, does drug treatment for celebrities, okay? And I wanted to know from beginning to end what was the most comprehensive. First, I wanted to learn about it. I was there for three days. So I wanted to learn about it, and then I wanted to know how to how to fix it. Mm-hmm. If And using the term fix loosely, yeah. okay? Treat. Treat. So, and I won't get it – I can say for That's another day, but, but the point is, is that I I took I, I made the effort. I uh-huh. made the effort to learn. So when I'm in a room with attorneys and they're all, and somebody starts acting like they know, I'm like, yeah, I know, because I, I you know, I, I I spent a lot of time with this individual uh-huh. who's one of, who was one of the considered one of the best in the country. Uh-huh. So you know, I'd like I'd like to see that model that we talked about uh, implemented at some point in in West Virginia. But now let's get back to the the uses, like the, the uses, yeah. the uses, anything and everything you can think of. But yeah. where this came from, the Purdue Pharma bankruptcy. That's where this right. document came from. Right. So the reason I'm intimately knowledgeable about that is because at, as a as as the attorney for the city of Huntington, you know, the city of Huntington was like the poster child in the country. Mm-hmm. So anytime they wanted leadership to 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 go and they actually did this one time mm-hmm. they took steve williams was one of like uh, mayor steve williams was one of like uh, 10 representatives around the country that went to cleveland to talk directly to the ceos and chairman of the board of these companies wow. and and implore them to settle the case and start getting the money right mm-hmm. this was judge polster's doing so mayor williams was one of them we drove up together we drove back my point is, is Huntington was on one of the ad hoc committees when Purdue filed for bankruptcy almost immediately mm-hmm. in 2020. It was I know the reason I know this. The date is because it 
I wasn't here. I was at my cabin and uh, during COVID. I mean, I was and I was doing all the calls. So Senator Mike Wolfel, who represents Cabell County, mm-hmm. and I would either be on the same call on this ad hoc committee. It was small cities and counties around the country. And so the, along with other committees that were meeting, you're talking about high-priced lawyers in New York and all these places, Chicago, and started developing this document. Okay, mm-hmm. so after thousands and thousands of hours, and I can't imagine how many attorney's fees they're going to apply for in the Purdue bankruptcy whenever it's all settled, mm-hmm. which is up to about $6 billion right now. Is the Sackler family, that's their the fortune Sackler. separate? No. That's, Are they separate? That's before the U.S. Supreme Court right now, that very okay. question. Okay. Uh, and, and criminal immunity is before the U.S. Supreme Court. So what I'm saying is, we had no reason in West Virginia to recreate the wheel mm-hmm. when every brilliant legal mind in the country mm-hmm. had worked on this. Literally, I'm on phone calls for, for 16, 18 months. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about strategies on how to combat yes, this yes. crisis. And that's, so we, we mm-hmm. didn't want to reinvent the wheel, so we just adopted wholeheartedly mm-hmm. in toto uh, that document that will be used. That document will be used around the country. I mm-hmm. guarantee it. Regions, the DHHR already had six regions that they use for distribution of, of social services. Mm-hmm. We're lawyers. We're not human and, you know, we're not experts. So we adopted the regional map that was already that was already being used by the DHHR. Now, you could argue whether it's, you know, whether that should correct or not. But, you know, there's a point at which we say this is not in our wheelhouse. Let's adopt what the experts have adopted, and and that's what we did that. with those two documents. Mm-hmm. Is um, could we get these in electronic format? We can put yes, them on, yes, uh, I can. yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I think there's people- n- there's no there's nothing not public about these documents. Right. Yeah. They may be hard to get. That's but they're, I can tell but they're you not. They yeah, the average not, person is not going to go out and get them. these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that so, would so be great. You even the original them? bill would be. Where can we find them, Rusty? Where can the average person go to find these documents? I'll, I'll get them to you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I have them, and okay. and I know that, like I said, JB McCuskey is is going to, I think, put them on the auditor's uh, website, okay. and, and I think he's going to put together a brochure uh-huh. uh, that kind of simplifies it so that he can help counties and cities navigate. Yeah, because I mean, this is but important. it's not, but it's not complicated. You just you you the, the the auditing part. There's a little bit of auditing. Obviously, you have to have auditing. If you don't have auditing. Sure. You know, right. they're they're but, they're uh, paving think, roads with it, right? right? Sure. I'm not saying anybody's going to do anything wrongly, but there's always there's a, s- a small audit part. They have to pass a resolution each county city. Mm-hmm. This is what we're spending it on. This is the provision in the in the articles where it matches, right? where it matches, mm-hmm. and this is who we're paying. And, and they have they send it back to the 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 structure is is strictly to the to the board the trust board. Yeah. But I think I think it, just to assist, I think the uh, the auditor you know wants to try to make it into a brochure style. Yeah, so I it's would easier. love to um, read through this uh, these strategies um, further. And, and, and some are po- some are some are political. I mean, yeah, they are. Well, I mean, because you got you have to understand this was this was a nationwide effort. Mm-hmm. So, and I know one of the provisions it's going to jump out at you. It's the needle mm-hmm. exchange, mm-hmm. and so some people like it, some people don't, but. 
the whole point of it is to put the kitchen sink in there if your political subdivision wants to do that. Right, which would have to be, I would think, voted on by the people that live in these communities, whether or not they want uh, a needle exchange or a syringe service program, because there's all kinds of different levels. I'm not going to wade into that, okay? But I'll just say that Every and the other important point. I used is, to hear you and Danny Jones talk about that. Uh, oh yeah, when, when he had his yeah. show. Oh yeah, we had a great. Uh, uh-huh. It was a great show. I don't like to have it back. First time I'd heard about <laughs> <laughs> retractable <Hey>. needles. <laughs> hey. So anyway, so the other the other the other point I want to make, and uh-huh. I know you have uh, you know you have another guest, and I don't want to take more time. Is that it well, encourages it encourages collaboration and cooperation. Okay. So if you have if you're a city that has ten thousand, the mm-hmm. economics of scale, you can't do much. But if you join with your local, the city next to you, or the town next to you, or the county, or and several say, counties, Let, let's 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 put our pool our money. There's nothing to prohibit that. As a matter of fact, even you can go out of your region. If Mate One wants to do something with Morgantown, to take a Thing out of top, you know, wouldn't uh, that be great? Thing. You know, I mean, I can't imagine two counties or three counties agreeing on what to do with their money. Right. But you know what? I mean, that would be great. Well, and then the other thing is, is the monies that the seed, I call it seed money, yeah. the cities and counties. The big money is the seventy-two point five, yeah. and that's where nonprofits, cities, counties, anybody who who can convince it to be. A, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of the trust board but yeah. i i foresee it as being a grant style thing you know make a grant tell us why how it's going to impact how much money you need and this i i don't i think that's the way it's going to be done and that we, uh, unless that, that, unless that, that raises a, some red flags yeah, for me yeah. you, you start talking about grant programs and um things like that uh we have we have a couple of weird grant programs we've got a lot of weird grant programs people not doing what they say they're going to do um and that that raises a whole nother so okay that's the that's the thumbnail reader's digest we appreciate orientation we appreciate it because that information's not out there i look for it you know what we've been talking about you know and i've been reading you know articles from every news organization you know from the the only on Twitter right. or yeah. online. So that um, was the this, this was the orientation. So session one's coming up. Well, right? I well, mean, I think, usually I there's think, an orientation, then I, there's session one, session well, two. Session one would be you've read it. Yeah. Uh, I can I can hopefully clarify. It. Okay. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I that mean, would be uh, great. Yeah. So that's, thank you. We we'll yeah, look forward right. to having you back. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. finally coming. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I mean, thanks for not I, for not standing us up. I feel like you. I also feel like you a little overstated that I was begging. I never begged you. No, 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 no. No, you, you, you did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. No, what was it? So I, what happened was I, I pitched you this great idea, and then I yeah, canceled it. And you're like, come canceled. on, Ross. Come yeah, on, Ross. Yeah, see? You're killing me. Thank stood her up. You, you yeah, stood so, me yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then you played with you know with my emotions and saying, telling me you were going to be late. It was just not nice. <laughs> I used to do that to Danny a lot. Gosh, I'm not coming. Rise, I, love yeah. I mean, I don't even know you well enough for you to do that to me. Well, we do now. You do now. So. Hey, thanks for coming on. Okay. okay. Um, and we are going to have you back. And you, you know, once I get you on the calendar, you are not allowed to cancel. Um, so thanks. Hey, Ron, you want to walk him out? And I will, I will bring um, I will the Gilkerson. Get him safely through the door. Yes. Thanks, Rusty. Once he's on the street, his safety is on his own. So we have got, that was Rusty Webb um, explaining to you guys the West Virginia First Foundation. Um, he was the attorney representing the state of West Virginia in the opioid uh, cases and on the phone with us 
Now we have Kent and Jennifer Gilkerson, and the Gilkersons um, own a farm in West Virginia. I believe it's in. Remind me where is it? Gasaway? Where do you guys? Where are you guys located? We're in Monroe County. In Monroe County, and you guys have Sunset Berry Farms. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And are you guys the ones every summer you've got the strawberry picking, and everybody comes out and and uh, picks fresh strawberries? Yep, that's us. Ah, have I haven't made it there yet. Strawberry festival, you have to come. I'm gonna have to come every summer. I say that. That I want to go pick strawberries, and then you know, summertime just seems to get away from me so fast. Um, so, welcome to the Scoop Squad Truth Pod. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, um, I want you to just give the listeners a little overview on why you guys are on here and what you want them to know about Sunset Berry Farms, and uh, and what's been going on lately. Sure. So. Um, of course, we specialize in strawberries, um, and then we grow um, other things uh, when we're asked to grow other things. Um, so last winter, I got a phone call from Erica Posey at Mountaineer Food Bank, and Erica asked me if we would be willing to supply large quantities of food if the food bank were to uh, be approved for a $3.3 million grant that they had applied for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to um, just before strawberry season, uh, I got a call from Erica, and indeed they had been awarded the $3.3 million grant. And so... Um, We talked about quantities. Um, We emailed back and forth. We had phone calls back and forth. Basically, Erica reiterated that the need was massive and she was afraid she was not going to be able to source all of the $3.3 million from local farmers. So she was asking us to grow just as much as we could for three years. And not just strawberries, right? Not just strawberries, right. Um, we asked her what she wanted us to grow, and she didn't, she said it didn't matter. We could grow anything we wanted to grow. She would buy it. We grow it. She would buy it mm-hmm. in unlimited quantities as much as we would grow. Um, so we um, rented an extra, and we added new fields into production mm-hmm. and we hired a full-time uh helper a oh, mom wow. with three kids oh wow and, <laughs> so you yeah. bought you, so, i'm sorry this is ron i just got back in the room um you bought an excavator just specifically to she fulfill rent, they this rented, contract they rented. oh you rented it okay but they hired we, someone we rented an excavator cleared new fields hired Actually, one of our seasonal workers, we brought her on full-time. Okay. Um, so she was already helping so, us. So what kind of investment do you think you had because of what they promised? We spent about $20,000 um, preparing uh, for their program um, and then also hired the full-time person in addition to that. Um, and how did the season go? I mean, how, how did the how, what was the harvest? What was the produce? So the strawberry season, um, 
we got about 20% of our expected yield. The temperatures had dropped below freezing last winter, if you recall. Yeah. And that damaged most of our crops. But they bought most of what we did harvest. Okay. Um, and then um, on into summer vegetable season, we grew um, large quantities. We grew was about an acre each of squash, zucchini, cucumbers, and tomatoes. And then we have 95 peach trees, but that winter freeze had destroyed all those. You know what? It is not Listen, I have a a garden in my backyard, (laughs) and it's tiny. You know, it's tiny. But I fret over that little tiny garden. Like, I literally will go out in the middle of the night to check to make sure that there's no deer. You know what I mean? Like, I have my grandson pee around it. Um, <laughs> it's, I am so just obsessed. I always walk in the room at the wrong time. I'm obsessed with my, I'm obsessed with my garden because it is, it's a, it's hard to be, a, it's hard to grow in West Virginia. It just is with the deer yeah. population, the short growing season, yeah. the weather. Like it yeah. I can't imagine having the kind of investment that um that that a family farm like you guys have and then to have all these outside factors that you have no control over. Like that just has to be stressful. Right. It is. And that's for 13 years, we've we've had you know all those challenges that you just mentioned. We've invested thirty thousand dollars in fencing around thirty <sighs> acres. Wow! Now that kept the deer out. Prior to that, the deer destroyed way more than that in strawberries. Yeah, no <laughs> so, doubt. Uh, you know, and then we've had droughts. Yeah, so we've in, we've installed this farm wide irrigation system with a pond and mm-hmm. and a water tower, and so every challenge that we've had, we then invested into yeah. prevention for the future. Right. Um, so we're set up pretty good to be a very successful farm, as much as a farm can be successful in West Virginia on a mountain. Gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> with, a short growing season, like yes. you mentioned. Um, so that's why when we got that call from Mountaineer Food Bank, that was, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime. Absolutely. And it, was, it was huge. And exciting. It, very exciting. So really, what really happened? Beautiful. So what happened? What has, ha- what has transpi- transpired since um, that excitement? So we, um, strawberry season went fine. They, um, took all the strawberries. Um, the logistics, you know, were a little challenging, but we we made do with it, and we ended up having to deliver strawberries to Gasaway, and then they sat in their cooler overnight, and then they trucked them to the other side of the state. And so a few of them went bad just because that was poor logistics. Sure. But, uh, but that was okay. Then in veggie season, we... Um, Everything was fine at first. They bought the vegetables for a short time, and then all of a sudden they informed us that they were done. They weren't going to buy any more vegetables. And when they informed us of this, we had $13,000 worth of vegetables in the cooler scheduled to be delivered. Did, to did, you, their- did you have a multi-year <laughs> understory? Or was it supposed to be like season to season? 
Yeah, I think I skipped over the part where Erica had asked us to grow as much as we could for three years. Okay. Um, so you so you have a, a three year plan, a three year investment, and all of a sudden at the beginning buying. at the beginning of the season, did they break it off, or was it at the end of the season? It was mid season. Mid season, they okay. they broke it off, and and, then, and and why did they say they were going to stop buying? Well, we we had a few little hiccups, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they sort of uh, they they took advantage of of a little hiccup and used that as an excuse to just uh, you know well leave us behind. Dry. I, so, I I mean, isn't there a, a food uh, security problem here in West Virginia? Isn't that what we keep hearing about? Like, why would you not buy? food if right. there's if there is a food security problem here right um the first issue that we had was that if you will recall we had some pretty major storms this summer mm-hmm. like boom boom, yeah. boom one yeah. after another after another so we got hit hard by all of those storms and um we lost power for days and so we our cooler was down and so we had called mountaineer food bank and just spoke to whoever answered the phone and said, can we bring our produce a day early ahead of schedule? Because if not, we're just going to have to, they're all going to be destroyed. Right. Um, whoever answered the phone said, yes, bring it on. So we did. And then we get um, a call from Erica saying that we broke policy and that we had no right to, Deliver ahead of the schedule. So, Just so a matter of her. like two we days. Didn't get, they didn't get her permission. Oh, we, so you didn't get Erica's permission? Correct. Okay. Yes. okay. So we were put on probation for that. So because it was what two days early, you were placed one on day. one day, day early. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't either. And it was either that or lose um, thousands of dollars worth of food. And you know if. The person who answered the phone, if that was me, then I'm confused as to why they didn't say, hold on, you need to talk to Erica. Right. Because we are new with this program. We have, I mean, we're just, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, uh, there's got to be some growing pains, I'm sure, and some just uh, getting used to this massive yeah, did they send you like a uh, like a format book or a, a, a book of instructions of how you're supposed to handle each situation, or all of a sudden this was a rule that you broke that you didn't know was a rule to right, begin with? Right, right. They now they did send us some information, but that was not in there. Right. So hey. you you have the directory of. Uh, of instructions, but that that item is not in is not in there. Correct. Delivering a day early. Who, who I mean, is there any process for protest? To go. Is there another level that you could go to? Or oh well, you know, I begged and pleaded, and I called, I texted, I emailed. No response. No response. No response. No response. And I just, I just from Erica from from Erica from, at, at the from Mountain Air Erica. Facebook? And then it was, they finally responded because I guess they realized I was not just going to let this go. And they responded and said they don't owe us anything and that there is no process for appeal. Um, Yeah, they said that they was kicking us out due to unprofessional conduct. 
And since we did not have a contract, they was under no obligation to even explain to us what the conduct was. And furthermore, there was no appeal process. That's it. Have a good day. So do they get their money, if I remember right, they get most of their money from the legislature, from the grants? This this contract here is actually through the Department of Agriculture. They right. give $164 million. It's called a Local Foods uh, Purchasing Assistance Program. And it, it, it's basically to direct, uh, to help small farmers in local areas. Uh, right. But there's only two about. of these. There's Mountaineer Food Bank and one other uh, in the state, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, their money from the, from the Department of Agriculture. Uh, it seems like there could be a, a way to protest or, or go, to exactly. your, go to your delegate or state senator to say, hey, you know, maybe you want to talk to uh, uh, somebody at the agriculture department about this situation. Hey, Kent and Jennifer, will you hold on just a second through the break? We're going to come back and, and uh, keep talking to you. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with the third scoop. The Scoop Squad Truth Pod would like to thank our sponsors, Those include Chris Walters at Integrity Insurance, featuring auto, home, life, business, workers' compensation, and pet insurance. Pet insurance, you say? That's health insurance for your dogs or cats that cover special foods, illnesses, surgeries, and medication. They're on 16 Capitol Street in Charleston at 346-9181 or reach them at www.iigwv.com. Also by Jody's Mobile Services, offering steam cleaning, pressure washing, fleet washing, and auto detailing. We come to you. They're at 304-437-3164. And also by Eggplant on Bridge Road. Anything but ordinary. Go to eggplantshop.com. Also by T-Graphics on the west side, 312 Buchanan Street, 345-4816. Go to tgraphics.com for screen printing and embroidery since 1984. Again at 345-4816. And you're back with the third and final scoop of the Scoop Squad Truth Pod. We are on the phone with Kent and Jennifer Gilkerson, and they own Sunset Berry Farms in Monroe County. And we are discussing with them their agreement with Mountaineer Food Bank and this uh, $3 million grant that came to Mountaineer Food Bank through the Department of Agriculture uh, to help support local farms as well as solve the food and security problem here in West Virginia. Um, I think we also have another complaint from an entity that was promised some some delivery from um, Mountaineer Food Bank. Was that correct? I, that is, yes, let me... That's a different uh, situation, Well, but I want to bring not... it up. Can I bring it up sure. real quick? Sure. So, yes, we were contacted um, by someone who I think um, Kent and Jennifer was following your story on Facebook because um, you guys put it out there. I mean, you, you put Mountaineer Food Bank on blast and on Facebook. And when you did that, um, a lot we of people... Shared yeah, we shared it. Um, and then a lot of people started um, coming to us. Now, you mentioned the Perry Posey funding. Is that did I hear you mention that? That was that was the situation we that I heard about. So, Kent and Jennifer, you didn't mention Perry Posey, right? No. Okay. No. So this situation um, it, uh, has to do with the Perry Posey fun- funding that was to go to the was to go to food pantries on November thirtieth. Um, this was a. a a grant through the governor's office. Through the governor's office. And the only way you could apply for this grant 
would be through your Mountaineer Food Bank or the other yes. food bank and the other and you know that services the rest of the state. And this, apparently, there's been ten million dollars promised to local food pantries to feed the people of West Virginia. Um, and the what the information we have is that the money has the money got to came got to the governor's office November thirtieth, I think. Um, and, but it still has not gone out to the local food pantries through via um, Mountaineer Food Bank um, yet. And these people, you know, these local food pantries have promised, you know, Christmas dinner boxes. Um, After being told by Food Bank that they would be eligible. Yeah. So there, there's, um, there's some stuff going on out there that's um, a little... Uh, upsetting because you know we've got these local food pantries that that have promised um, you know citizens and, and people in need dinner um, for Christmas which is just the basic need right everybody should have something good to eat right. on was, Christmas there was so. more of a there was a long-term plan but there was also a short-term plan yeah to deliver these to the pantries before Christmas and I'm not sure it's going to get there um, so anyway, why don't you continue with your story? Because, um, uh, when, when they cut you off or when they said they were not going to purchase food from you guys, um, anymore, what, what did you do? What, what actions did you take? Cause I, I'm with you. Like I, I would not go away quietly because this is my family that we're talking about. Probably, you know what I mean? Like this, you guys have a big investment. This is your family farm. Um, you can't, it's not something that you're just going to walk away from, I would, I would imagine. So what we first done was, of course, we tried to call Erica, and I left a message, waited a couple hours. She didn't respond, so then I talked, I called uh, the next lady, Annie Boyd, I believe is her name, left a message, waited a couple hours, no response. I called the CEO, Chad Morrison, same scenario. So then Jennifer makes a Facebook post. And they probably wasn't counting on her having 20,000 Facebook right, followers. Right, right. Yeah. So after they started receiving phone calls, then uh, Mr. Morrison did call me back. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very happy. He said he wasn't happy about all the uh, hate mail he was getting and the phone calls and et cetera, et cetera. Well, surprise. Yeah, can I just say here, if anybody says to me again that Facebook doesn't solve problems, I'm going to just lose my mind because you know what? Sometimes it does. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so he said he would have a meeting with whoever the next day, their operations, and see what, if they wanted to, I guess, give us another chance, if you will. Okay. So the next day he did uh, go ahead and continue buying, but this time instead of having the people under him actually do their job, Erica and whoever, he he took control of the situation and uh, all correspondence went through him after that. Okay. And everything everything worked out pretty well until, but you know, uh, we was hoping for a long-term investment, and so he did purchase up through November 14th, I believe, was our last order. That's when the, the last crawl month finally, the crawl finally caught up with us. Yeah, and, and then we finally just received all of the our our uh, our payments from invoices here the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So then we asked about next season. You know, maybe do some better planning. You know, yeah, we didn't know we didn't know if he was getting too much of this or, or not enough of that. Right. What and he wouldn't answer for several emails. He wouldn't answer at all. And then mm-hmm. finally he did answer and said he didn't know 
basically who they were going to offer contracts to, uh, state of that. They would have to look at, uh, I guess, available funds mm-hmm. and the performance of those that were in the contract to begin with, which I'm assuming he was directing towards us. So that's when we made the other Facebook post, my wife did, about the uh, about what is going on. Mm-hmm. We've actually had several other farmers and even some extension agents that was that was aggregating food for the food bank. That they did the exact same thing too. They just cut them off completely, and and that was that. I mean, and, what? And, so what? I, I'm confused. Like they they I mean it's Mountaineer Food Bank. They need food. Where are they going to get their food if they're not buying from local farmers? And wasn't that what the grant was for was to support local farms in West Virginia? That's exactly what it was for. Now, I will say when I was talking to uh, Mr. Morrison there, he did give me an example. He said that they do not do contracts. That's what everybody everybody said, well, you know, you're foolish for going into business without doing a contract. But from what he informed me contract with anyone because that way they can drop you at any moment uh and he likened it to going to walmart he said if i buy a squash from walmart and i don't like it i never have to buy from them again and that's the same thing with farmers if i don't like what they're doing then i don't have to buy what they're what they're growing for me Hmm. which i can see if we was delivering a horrible product or you know rotten food or something of that nature but that's not the case right Uh, it came out of out of you delivering a day early is that where most of the problems came from the most of the problem was from that. The only other incident that occurred was also, in our minds, very minor. Um, we had 90% zucchini. Um, there was um, a food bank in Oak Hill that we were going to deliver to. Um, they messaged me and said they didn't want any zucchini. And so Who doesn't we had want my- zucchini? They said they didn't want any zucchini. We uh, so I said what we have is ninety percent zucchini. So we would just we would just need to deliver somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If they couldn't take if they couldn't take everything, we could just deliver somewhere else. And so Erica said that um, that we were I guess we were being being bad by doing that, and so. Um, that was the two, the only two incidents that I know of, and they never, these are just us guessing. Mm-hmm. They never, they never told us what why. you were doing wrong. Right. Never. I'm just, right. we are just guessing. These are the only two minor things that happened. How did they reach out to you? How did they find you in the first place to reach out to you guys to offer this type of, uh, we're a program? fairly well well-known farm. We do some guest speaking at some of the farm conferences. And, uh-huh. and Jennifer Roxay, she does have 20,000 followers. and yeah. we're, we're, She does an extremely good job on outreach for yes. a farm. And yes. We assume just something through through that. Uh, we had never dealt with the food bank before. And, I wonder, know, and where, where was the this, food bank? Where was? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Through all of this, what were you going to say? I say? Through all this, I don't want people to think negatively about the Mountaineer Food Bank or any food bank. I think they serve a very valuable valuable uh yeah need to our community here sure. I don't want anybody to withhold funds from them i just wish that some more accountability would be held to those that are uh, in charge of administering it and the, their policies and practices well and i mean well i wonder where they got their food before they were purchasing from west virginia farms i i have no idea because you know, if this is a pilot program right like i i don't think that there could be any better partnership 
than, well, than with a local food bank to local farmers. So if this this seems like a very worthwhile program that, like you said, may just like if if people would just stick with it and 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 cooperate and plan like a garden is something that you have to plan right like you and you also right. have to know the needs of the people that you're serving um right. and so it seems like there should be uh uh you know a lot of planning that would happen between the food bank and the and the farmers um and it just seems like they just said well grow whatever and do whatever and Right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Just no planning. The yeah. logistics was I mean it's just And that that's not good. Somebody like the girl who was our case manager was straight out of high school, no life experience. I don't mm-hmm. I mean it just I yeah. just think she's way in over her head. But that's still no excuse for going around the state and ordering food from dozens of farmers from what I understand. Yeah. And then they backing just, out. So are they blaming? Yes. Are they blaming her for the? Uh, for the no, mystery? they're not dating at all. I'm just. I just felt like she was in over her head. Okay. Um, but I guess that's just a minor. No, detail. they're they're blaming us. In fact, they've hired an attorney that has threatened us with lawsuits. Uh, telling us we're not allowed to speak to people like you and Facebook and oh really? The- well, if you had uh, maybe if you had a signed contract, that might be true. But <laughs> if you don't. Right. Um, they said that we're portraying that we had a contract. We've never told anyone. No, 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 no. You, t- uh, yeah, you. Well, that's what most of us. That's what we do here in West Virginia, right? We, we, we take you at your word. Right. <laughs> it's a defamation of character is what they're that's, saying. Ah, uh, well, you're just telling the truth. Right. And right. that's what we do here too. Is we? It's, we're, that's what we're calling. Yeah. Scoop Squad Truth Pod. Um, <laughs> that's a shame. Uh, because I, I would really like to know where they're getting their their food, Ron, and where, you know, where they got it before, and and where they're getting it now. If they're, you know, backing out of all these, you know, uh, verbal agreements with local West Virginia where, farmers. Have you talked to other farmers who had the same situation? They, they, yeah, they said that there's been several. I had to let Rusty out, so I didn't. Oh yeah, fill Ron in on that there. We had we had one lady said that, that uh, her farm was was uh, delivering four pallets of produce per week, and then all of a sudden, for no reason, they cut they cut them off. That was a whole entire cooperative of farmers. I wow. thought it was. So we've been contacted by at least. There was a West Virginia Extension agent that yeah. was uh, in charge of a co-op. I just wonder if they just didn't know. I wonder if they just didn't know what to do with all those vegetables. Well, they were definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that could have been a, a definitely a problem. Hmm. But again, that's a planning problem. What's, like, um, that, that's solvable. Right. If right. people want to learn more about you and your your um, your situation, what what's the name of your um, Facebook? Sunset Berry Farm. You can, you can search Facebook for that. Do you have a website or? Um, Do you have yes, a website outside of uh, Facebook? Yes, sunsetberryfarmwv.com. Mm-hmm. I have so many friends that have been to Sunset Berry Farms to pick strawberries oh, and really? <laughs> and make uh, stra- freezer, strawberry freezer jam and yeah. all kinds of strawberry you know, one of my, goodies. One of my friends is from Monroe County. So I need to plan to come. What What I is the optimal se- strawberry season? When do I need to, to plan for this summer? Memorial Day weekend is when it's really hopping, and that's when the Alderson Strawberry Festival takes Oh, yes. Place. 
And um, how, but, how long does the season go? Well, it's it's a really short season. Yeah. What, about four weeks? Around six, four weeks, yeah. If we're lucky. Yeah. So you but, guys going to keep growing your veggies and all, you know, that? T- how many acres that you, you know, invested in? The good news is the other food bank actually did call me and say she would love to pick up where Mountaineer Food Bank left off and she would love to buy the produce. So, idea. What was the name of that other food bank? Yeah, what is that? What is that name? It's it's in Huntington. Okay. They, okay. They're supposed to come up and, and tour the farm and I think maybe do some production planning, all the things that was lacking in the in the other. Oh, uh, that's awesome. So is is this looking like it might be a, a happy ending or just satisfactory? Well, we'll see how the lawsuit goes. <laughs> <laughs> For heaven's sakes. Uh, well, let's just let's nip that in the bud right now. That's ridiculous. Right. Facing there, Hunger Food Bank, is that the one that you're you're working yes. with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to come and tour your farm. Come on. It's kind of a, kind of Let's wait now. till it's warmer. I would love to do that. Like I said, I obsess over my tiny, teensy little garden. How far are you from Union? I've been to Union several times. Right up the road. We're yep. about, yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Towards, towards Greenbrier County? Yes, we're, we're right where Greenbrier, Summers, and Monroe all come together. Okay, I've awesome. been there. Okay. I, I go camping there. Get on the river. Well, you guys are in a beautiful part of our state, um, and you, I, I, like I said, I um, I admire and um, just pray for farmers, West Virginia farmers. Um, it's not, it's a it's a hard profession, um, especially here in our state. But it's uh it's so rewarding when it when it all turns out, isn't it? Isn't it great just to sit down at a table full of your own homegrown vegetables. I don't know why. Who would not want zucchini? <laughs> I, I don't understand that. You got about four tons of it. So it, it, was <laughs> it might be a little too much. Yeah. If you get four tons. I had trouble with my zucchini this year. So you know what? I might be making a trip just for zucchini. Well, you, listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you so much. And we're going to, um, you know, follow this story um, and lost that law that's that's just ridiculous um but we're going to keep your story out there and uh and we've got a lot of other people that have um reached out to us because of your story so um we've got a lot of new leads to track down and keep in touch with us okay thank you very much thank, thank you. you so much have a good night merry christmas you too. merry christmas Bye-bye. wow that's two Pretty hard-hitting stories to uh, yeah. keep up with uh, the opioid crisis, and then how food bank work, food banks work, and how farmers are sometimes maybe uh, uh, I wouldn't say I hate to use the word victim, victimized, but you That's know the, the kind of like. the kind of held hostage in a way mm-hmm. uh, to the whims Isn't that of a, bureaucracy. That is so crazy. Like the the difference between like we're talking opioids and then we're talking farming, but West Virginia. It's, that's West Virginia. Yeah. It's West Virginia politics. Wow. Well, all right. That that wraps us up for. Right. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, Any previews of what's coming up next week? Oh, or? we've got the. I don't. I don't know what we're doing next week. Do you know what we're oh, doing? Oh, I've got a couple. I of, think we've got the cookie. We've walk, got to do the cookie walk. The pig, I'm getting my hair done that day. Okay. So before the cookie walk, I will not cancel my hair appointment. Okay. Well, we'll be at Bigley 
Piggly Wiggly during their cookie walk. What are you? On are you thinking Wednesday. of something next week? What are you thinking of? Well, I think we ought to be there. Uh, but I'm. Uh, what are you thinking of? Well, we'll just for... do a Facebook Live from there. Okay. What we can do. Okay. Maybe get somebody to. I have a feeling we'll be. Um, there'll be something big that will. Maybe some. Maybe somebody that's running for office that you know could could be yeah. there too. But... And I just I, I want to plug really quickly because I visited um, Faith in Action. And dropped off my senior uh, gifts. Right there close to Bigly Piggly Wiggly. Right there close to the Bigly Piggly Wiggly. Um, And we, I just want to highlight, we've got uh, the the fundraiser for their uh, um, quality of life rides for the purchase of a vehicle, a van. Um, The update to that is that uh, Faith in Action has sent an application or a letter um, outlining their plan for this vehicle, the cost of the vehicle, uh, have, has sent it to the county commission. Okay. Um, you know, recently the county commission uh, yanked $50,000 from BOAD because they uh, wanted to change. They would not come. Yeah, and I haven't heard anything more about that. Somebody from another press organization mm-hmm, statewide mm-hmm. Uh, that's funded by your public dollars, uh, reached out to me to kind of get a VOAD, and then it kind of went away. Yeah. Um, so, And uh, I went to f- the flood committee meeting um, at the legislature on Sunday, and nothing was mentioned about VOAD. Um, I don't think – I think that things are going on behind the scene that we don't know about. I don't think that story is um, going over. away at all. Um, well, we'll have to talk to our favorite county commissioner to see what he knows. Yeah, but – if you guys visit our um, Facebook page, you will see the fundraiser for Faith in Action because, um, you know, hopefully the Canal County Commission will come through um, and and uh, be able to um, make that dream come true for a lot of our elderly people here in Canal and Putnam Counties. So anyway, visit, donate. Um, and it's just a great program. Faith in Action just fills in. Uh, the needs of seniors that that some of the uh, traditional Kanawha and Putnam, like Kanawha County Senior Services, you know, it's kind of limited to what they have the infrastructure to do. And the and same thing with Putnam. And they're a, they're a private nonprofit, which is different right. from a public nonprofit. So they feel like they what they're doing is filling in for senior helping mm-hmm. seniors, especially seniors who are maybe underprivileged. Um, they they're filling in the gaps for what the other senior services programs they can't do. do. And they do so much um, with just two employees and the rest are volunteers. All right, that's going to wrap it up. No pun intended for the month of December and Christmas coming up. Uh, But we will talk at you next week. Charleston, West Virginia, thanks for being here. If you would like to tie your business with this popular podcast, you can contact me, Ron Hughes, to advertise at ron.hughes, R-O-N dot H-U-G-H-E-S at wvradio.com. Dot com, or you could call me at 304-342-8131. The Scoop Squad Truth Pod would like to thank our sponsors. Those include Chris Walters at Integrity Insurance, featuring auto, home, life, business, workers' compensation, and pet insurance. Pet insurance, you say? That's health insurance for your dogs or cats that covers special foods, illnesses, surgeries, and medication. They're on 16 Capitol Street in Charleston at 346-9181 or reach them at www.iigwv.com. Also by Jody's Mobile Services, offering steam cleaning, pressure washing, fleet washing, and auto detailing. We come to you. 
They're at 304-437-3164. And also by Eggplant on Bridge Road. Anything but ordinary. Go to eggplantshop.com. Also by T-Graphics on the west side. 312 Buchanan Street. 345-4816. Go to tgraphics.com for screen printing and embroidery since 1984. Again at 345-4816. Rebroadcast, retransmission, or transcription is not permissible without the expressed approval of Scoop Squad Truth Pod, copyright 2023. Opinions expressed on Scoop Squad Truth Pod are those of the hosts and the guests, and not those of WVRC Media. The Scoop Squad Truth Pod is copyright 2023, Scoop Squad Truth Squad, LLC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 